When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. A little tunish to go to sleep by. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quiet Air Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast, uh, two weeks in a row. It's a rare feat around here, but we did it. What was your intro? A little tunage to go to sleep by. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, do you like Pantera? I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. A little foreshadowing. I was trying to do a little foreshadowing here. But before we get into the topic at hand, well, a few updates here. So the first update is uh sean weiss so our good friend goldberg he uh ran into some legal trouble was arrested for robbing a car essentially and um he was on meth so he was in jail he's still in jail and he set up a gofundme or his friend set up a gofundme to help him out help him get treatment help him get better so some interesting stuff going on here so the guy running the GoFundMe, who seems like a good dude, Drew, he posted um, maybe about a week ago that Sean has gotten like he's gotten into drug court and the Dr. Oz TV show was going to pay for his treatment in exchange for telling the story. So it's like 125K a month, maybe on the treatment. I don't remember the exact specifics, but it was expensive. So. Austin looking up a few days later, he posts another thing on the GoFundMe that the deal is off, that Dr. Oz and the treatment facility could not come to terms on a contract. So that was off. And then both those posts were deleted when I checked Monday today uh, when we're recording it. So I don't know what's going on, but... Um, if you want to donate, he could still use some cash for sober living and that kind of stuff. So if you want to donate, the GoFundMe is still out there and I will put it back in the show notes. Uh, as I said, the guy running it seems to be a pretty good guy. He has, he always accounts for kind of where the money is being spent, which I appreciate. So you can go and look at the updates and see like, oh, this much was put in the commissary, this much for legal fees, that kind of stuff. So, um, there's an update there. On a completely different note, official minor league of the Quackadick podcast, Bill Brower traded to the Rapid City Rush of Rapid City, South Dakota. So he goes from Worcester, Mass to Rapid City, South Dakota. Now, the good news is Worcester was one of the worst teams in the league. Rapid City is uh, two points out of a playoff spot with three games in hand on the fourth place team. And there are 12 games left by the time you are listening to it. And um, tough schedule. Seven of the five or seven of the 12 games 
are against uh, current playoff teams, including one against the first place Allen Americans. So if Rapid City does indeed make the playoffs, their first round opponent would be Allen, which means we would probably be going to some ECHL playoff hockey. So keep that in mind and uh, follow this stretch run and we could have a, another adventure episode for you guys. That that reminded me of the um, Dan Patrick breaking down the basketball playoff scenarios, Tommy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're like now in like month nine of the basketball <laughs> playoffs. Yeah. Anyway, it wasn't that complicated, but I'm just giving you, I'm giving you a sort of... Um, some background so you can follow the run here of the Rapid City Rush. So has Bo played it all yet? He's played one game. Uh, it was minus two in the game. They lost seven to four. So weird game. But yeah, he is there and he is playing. And then um, I think the only other thing to do is to check in on Kevin's investment here. So Kevin. Quick before we go. that okay. Is there any way to, for Quackalites to watch these games? So... <clears throat> ECHL has like a live every, I think it's Friday or Saturday. They have like a game of the week that they put on Facebook. Uh, otherwise, you have to buy the ECHL package. Mm. Um, but the the video quality vastly differs depending on the team. So I've watched a couple parts of like the game of the week, and some are like literally just like a camcorder in the stands, mm-hmm. and then some of them are like an actual production. So um yeah, ECHL not the not the most uh fan friendly when it comes to streaming online yeah that's kind of like the g league is for the nba it's like it just varies wildly from team to team it's like um, obviously someone just like working a camcorder yeah and they forget to move it to the right end <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so after that uh sort of stalling by kevin i think yeah. we need to check in on kevin's investment on kin token uh back in december 2016 kevin bought roughly 300 dollars worth of cryptocurrency kin token it has fallen drastically. Last time we checked, it was like $2.30 something cents, I think. So, Kevin, where are we today? Uh, seems to be kind of holding steady at uh, $2.29. Mm. I think, given the market, that's probably a good thing. You know? Yeah, the, the, the crypto markets don't typically follow, follow the stock oh. market or anything like that, though. Is it? I think yeah. it's typically inverse, but I don't know if, that, oh. I don't know if there's like solid data behind that or not. So what you're saying is I should definitely invest in kin token, right? Yeah, now. <laughs> I've got about uh, like three million tokens. If you, you want any of them, <laughs> that sounds I'll impressive. Like, I'll give you a good price. <laughs> Do they have like the price per token? Like, is uh, it point zero 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 yeah, zero zero? It's point zero 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 four nine seven. Nice. And I I own four hundred sixty thousand. <laughs> so Kevin. You invested three hundred dollars, got you your four hundred sixty thousand dollar or four hundred sixty thousand whatever shares, mm-hmm. right? And so currently that is worth what do you say again? Two dollars and twenty nine cents. Okay. If I offered you a hundred dollars for all of your shares right now, would you take that deal? Mm, that's tough. Oh, I like that. Are you offering me a hundred dollars? I am not. <laughs> but if someone like, do you have like a price? You know, it's just kind of like if you have like a deal like a no futures deal. ticket or something betting mm-hmm. on a sporting event. Like, yeah. would you like? I think at this early. point I'd just hold on to it just on the off. Like I mean, oh really? It's more, yeah. I would take it. Anyway. <laughs> I would take it myself. But uh. the, that also reminds me of another basketball quote, Tommy, and he's like, "We don't have a hundred dollars. We don't have twenty. <laughs> wow. If you had the over under on basketball references at one in this pod, you uh, you you 
take the over. Yeah. Yeah. Always take the over. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the topic at hand here. So we've had a lot of like semi-serious stuff. We've been doing some reporting. We've been breaking news. We've been... Uh, but now we want to get back to our roots. Yeah. We've been <laughs> investigating. So I think it's time to get back to the roost and back to some just good old-fashioned nonsense. So we had an audio quack question from Stevie Yanks not too long ago, and uh, that is going to be the basis for our episode. So here is the quack question from Stevie Yanks. Hey, this is your boy Stevie Yanks coming to you. Got a quack question that I think could make a full episode. Take the uh, movie School of Rock and apply it to the Ducks. Obviously, Bombay would be the teacher, but who would be the guitar player, the singers, the backup singers, the groupies, the manager, all that type of stuff? All right. So, first of all, if you want to send us a voicemail question, the, the link is in the show notes. So, just click that link and record, and it will be sent to us. So, we've gotten a few come in, but I'd like to hear from more of you. So, first of all, Tommy is very excited to recap School of Rock. So, Tommy, just give us a quick synopsis. I don't know if it's going to be very quick because I love School of Rock. I own it on Blu-ray. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time. It's great. Um, and so, School of Rock came out in 2003. It stars Jack Black as uh, Dewey Finn, who essentially becomes a substitute teacher at a very high-end um, private school um, because his roommate, Ned Schneebly, has been doing, like, temp substitution work and Dewey needs some money he's kind of a down on your luck rocker he was just kicked out of his band which um, he's pretty upset about and so basically he goes in he pretends to be his roommate um, Ned Schneebly so he's call him Mr. S um, and so instead of essentially teaching them a curriculum he tries to get them into a battle of the bands competition which he successfully does although there's some hijinks and then um, toward the end of it they uh, they do compete uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone but it is an excellent movie it's got um basically all the kids in it or most of them are like real musicians um with exception of is it miranda cosgrove who is now um icarly is um she's like the the manager so she's a a good actress in that it's um written by mike white who also um plays the real ned schneebly it's um directed by richard linklater who i think is known for like boyhood um also has sarah silverman uh, as Ned's uh, bossy girlfriend and Joan Cusack as like kind of the um, the stuck up school um, dean or whatever admin um, who does eventually let her hair down a little bit, but it's really good, really funny. as Jack Black at its finest. Hmm. I, just to uh, recap a little bit uh, or reinforce something, was he even supposed to be a music teacher? Like. No, in, in in his temp. He's supposed role? to be. This is like fifth graders where they just have like one teacher, and then you only you go to different teachers, like a music teacher, or a gym teacher, gotcha. like just as your your daily um, extracurricular. And so they do have like a music class. And so basically, some of the movie is him like soundproofing the the classroom. And okay, and I kind of recall that. Now. Yeah, and so they have like um, obviously a few player, a few like uh, musicians in the class. And then he also comes up with other like jobs for um, the other kids in the class, such as you know managers like the the sound guys. Um, groupies is one of them. It's one of the uh, the good one liners, um, and so it's uh it's good. I, uh, I might go home and watch it tonight. <laughs> I used to work with a guy that uh, worked at the one of the school of rocks here in Dallas. Yeah, and there's and then the kind of like the concept is taken off a little bit in terms of 
you know, teaching kids at a young age about, you know, rock and roll, essentially. Duck called him my buddy Carson. Yeah. Yeah, boy Carson. A real life Dewey Finn. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it here. So we have Gordon Bombay as the Jack Black, the Dewey Finn, if you will. And then I think your your sort of lean bandmates have obviously have to be Fulton and Portman, no? Well, let's let's back up just a little bit. And okay. so I think for this band, you need to obviously have um, two guitarists, a bassist, a drummer, and that's kind of the minimum. You have at least one lead vocalist, and you can get away by adding like backup vocalists. Um, like in school rock, you can have a piano player or a, a keyboardist. Um, what about tambourines? Tambourines, tambourines, I'd say involved? they just kind of give carp a tambourine, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. actually make noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think those are the um, the core instruments. Now, we could, of course, and we will, I'm sure, come up with uh, other items like the guy who also plays the tambourine or you know the triangle. I, I feel like... Uh... Tommy should also get a tambourine, so that'd be Tamborelli on the tambourine. Oh, oh, oh! So we have Carp and Tommy as the tambourine players. <laughs> we'll come back. I, to I that. like how we started with tambourine yeah. players. Yes. <laughs> well, let's let's start with um with lead guitar. Lead, and yeah. Are we assuming that the lead vocals and lead guitar are separate things? Yes. Okay. And Bombay is not a part of this at all. He's not like the he's lead the, vocalist. He's the teacher. Yeah, but I guess that's Jack a good point. Black, Jack yeah. Black was, but let's go ahead and pretend Bombay is just the um, conductor, maestro, if you will. Yeah. Um, okay. He's the leader of the band. Okay. And so, so I, I think for uh, either vocals or lead guitar, Charlie's going to be one of them. Yeah, it seems like it. You know, the um, the main kid in School of Rock who is you know the rhythm guitarist in the band. Um, he is kind of like. Got a little bit of a Charlie vibe. I'm down on his luck and a little nerdy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not allowed to play like rock and roll. He's only allowed to play classical music. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think Charlie is probably your your lead guitarist yeah. just based on roles. Even though I think we can all agree that like Portman is like the guy for that. Maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, I mean, he could be like this, like, I don't know if they're called support guitarists. Like, what are rhythm they? guitarists. Rhythm yeah. guitarists, rhythm. yeah. Would Portman want to be rhythm guitar, though? Or would he want to be something like well, actually, maybe a drummer? Would, I think he'd be a good drummer. Maybe he, he'd want to have stage presence, so he doesn't want to be back on the drums. So maybe yeah. he'd be bassist, where it's like, maybe this is a band where the bassist doesn't really, like, do a lot, like in a lot of bands. Uh, not that they don't <laughs> yeah, do a lot, but, but maybe they're like, their, their amp isn't turned up, so he's just there to kind of, like, run around and do beer bongs on stage. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, but, I mean, sometimes it's like, the drummer is like the most badass guy in a band, like Dave Grohl, or you know what I mean. Like, that's true, but Dave Grohl is not the drummer anymore. Well, sure, yeah, mm-hmm. but because Portman wouldn't want to be the drummer. I, don't I think, think he would. I think he has that kind of vibe, like you know, like grow his hair out and get rowdy. Yeah, I, I just think he'd want to be like the stage presence, but I could yeah. be able to yeah. jump into the crowd. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> He's definitely jumping into the crowd, so uh, we'll put him down for basis. I do think. Fulton would be okay with being like rhythm guitar, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I, I I'm gonna throw out somebody for lead vocals. Um, uh, Joy the Cat. Mm. Just because. Or I Tammy. See, I mean, yeah. You, I, I almost see Julie the Cat as the drummer. I, I think she's steady. That. She keeps them in line. At like the goalie, it's like, hey, you're you're getting you're you've got the beat. I can see that. 
All right, so we got so like, are we just saying like Goldberg is like the backup drummer then, and in case he <laughs> like gets sick, I could see Goldberg being like the sound guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just like the roadie. Yeah, and he's but he's really lazy. Like yeah. he will not like lift things. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So we still need a lead vocalist then. Well, is it something where you have like uh, a few kind of vocalists who interchange? Yeah, I think you could do that. Yeah, depending on the song or whatever. So I could like see Terry. Tan- oh, Terry. Like Terry. Like, got like a little young Michael Jackson vibe going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Terry, Jesse too, or just Terry? Are they like a duet or? Uh, I, I see Jesse as a, like a support man, even though he's very much like, I want the, like the, the attention. I could see him being a little bit like having some stage fright. Mm-hmm. This is by far the most love that Terry's ever gotten on this sh- on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's about time. <laughs> yeah, this is really his star moment, lead vocalist. Um, so, do we have anybody joining Terry, or we is he just Michael Jackson it up? No, maybe Tammy is like your soloist. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I mean, she does sing in real life too, so I think that's a. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's a uh, bonus there. Okay, just to recap here. We have on lead guitar, Charlie, rhythm guitar, Fulton, bassist is Portman, drums, Julie Gaffney, Goldberg's the roadie, the lazy roadie, who's just uh, sort of hanging out with the band there. Uh, lead vocals, we have Terry Hall and Tammy Duncan. Bit of a love connection there, too, which we didn't uh, really hit on yet. Oh, yeah, the band could really, uh, you know, really sing when they're, you know, feeling it, but if they're not... Oh, wow. Yeah, and then we have Jesse as sort of a, a support man and just sort of a, uh, I don't know, do we want him to be like a manager type deal? Or what do you see can, his role is? I could see him, especially if like they, they rise to the point where they like they get a record deal, like he'd be a pretty good like negotiator. Oh. Play a lot of hardball and stuff. Yeah. Is he like the producer? Uh, Not producer. I'd say like more like manager more or manager. agent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I think he's good at like the logistics and stuff like that. Because I could kind of see um Connie as being a good manager. Like mm. kind of like a take no prisoners approach. Mm. Like Yeah, she'd be good too. Maybe co-managers. Yeah. yeah. I think we have a big enough band. We probably need more than one. Well, we don't have a keyboardist yet. We do not. That is correct. You want Connie as a keyboardist? I don't really see her as that. You know, I kind of see a keyboardist as someone who's classically trained, like... Like, uh... Hmm. Why can't I think of his name? Kenny like Wu. Kenny Wu. Yeah, yeah maybe. His parents yeah. probably made him play the piano yeah. as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. All right. So, Ken Wu out on the keyboardist. So, let's see. I think he'd be a fun keyboardist, too, because, like, he would throw a little bit of personality in He probably there. also, like, like plays the guitar. he the shades or something. Yeah. he got a little guitar so he can run yeah. around with it. Yeah. All right. Um, so, let's see. We have a few we haven't hit yet. We have... Uh, uh, do we want um, Tommy and Carp on the tambourine still? I I love that idea. Yeah, tambourines for sure. Okay. So then we have um, Les Averman and Adam Banks are the first two we have not really touched on. Well, we know Les Averman's real-life counterpart, Matt Doherty, is actually a guitar banjo mm. player. Um, yeah. I don't know. Does this? Do we need a banjo in this band? I, I think all bands need a banjo. <laughs> I was going to say, banjos can never so hurt he, a band. He only plays like a couple songs, but it's almost like uh, 
Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band where there's like every fucking instrument imaginable. And maybe Averman is just your jack of all trades where he's like, he picks up a saxophone for one song. Mm. He picks up the the flute. He picks up the banjo. Wait, uh, I don't know what just made me think of this, but there are a surprising number of ducks that actually would make, like, Kenny Wu could be the sound guy. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> sure, <that's laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, he could definitely be the sound guy. Tammy could be on vocals. Averman could play banjo and other instruments. Um, I don't know. Multi-talented. Yeah. Oh, Portman. Portman can sing. He does like Broadway, so he does plays and musicals. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, um, so he he probably so he's your bassist, so he's definitely your backing vocals. Mm -hmm. But like he has like a really touching song for Mm -hmm. each performance. It's Mm -hmm. almost like how uh, in Kiss, Peter Chris, the drummer, would sing the song Beth, Mm -hmm. and so. Wow. The only thing I know about that song is they sing it in role models. That's true. They do <laughs> sing it in role models. Wow. Kind of uh, weird references today, but I like it. Um, so Adam Banks, do we have him like backstage? Do we have him working on like financials or something like is that? Is he like the money guy? Yeah. I, he's tough. Because um, I don't think he would have much of a, like a stage presence. Yeah, know? I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's That is tough. Maybe he makes more sense as, like, the agent? Agent? I don't know. I don't think he's tough enough. Well, his dad's a lawyer. Oh, that's true. Right? Well, yeah. He's got some high-powered job. Yeah, I guess we don't the, know uh, that. Yeah. Lawyer. He's just friends with Ducksworth, who is a lawyer. So he's got access to high-powered lawyers. That's true. Um. Yeah. I mean, he could be, yeah, he could be, like, a agent, contract guy, that kind of deal. All right. Not necessarily negotiating, but sort of on the background. Do we have anything for Ghee yet? We do not. So <laughs> here's another weird reference for you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Ghee can be like Freb in Gone in 60 Seconds. Which like where he Fred? doesn't really have a role. He's just like the friend just that hangs the out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, is he kind of like just running? He's like kind of the backstage roadie in the sense like he's like getting like the sandwiches out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Also, uh, duck call to uh, to our friend Chet. Chet Strange. Oh, Chet Strange. Yeah, yeah. what's going on with Chet? Uh, just he he did a lot of deep research about Freb from Common Sixty Seconds. <laughs> Interesting. Because <laughs> nice... we, like we always thought it was Fred, but no, uh-huh. his name is Freb with a B. Okay. Well, duck call to Chet for uh, bringing that knowledge into our worlds. <laughs> That is his real name, by the way. So uh, you can look him up. He's like a photographer, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a solid name. Yeah. Free promo for old Chet there. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe, Chet, if you want to make a sponsorship, we're, we're open. You can do a photo shoot of us. Yeah, we're open for business, too. So, um, yeah, we can promote you even more. But anyway, back to the thing at hand. So we have Averman. We have Banks. Conway. We have the Duncans. Gaffney. Gee. Goldberg. The Halls. Carp. Peter Mark. I see him as security. Oh, uh, he's also like, he's your weed guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. security slash weed guy. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's classic, too. That's a classic <laughs> combination, the security slash weed guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's run down Mendoza. Hmm. It's like a reverse grouping. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, uh, maybe like some kind of. I don't really know how this would fit in the context of this, but like a dancer, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like he's like the fifth guy in the boy band who like can't really sing, but yeah. he's good looking and like the chicks like him. Mm. Um, yeah, he could be he could be in there somewhere as like a 
I don't know how you'd feature him as like a backup vocalist or something. Well, and maybe he's like more of like a writer behind the scenes too, like because mm. they lead, need somebody lead to write. Songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I kind. He I sings like all the love songs. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like he, I think he'd be good at that. Yeah. All right. So we have Connie, we have Porton, we have Fulton, and we have uh, two more here: Dwayne Robertson and um, Russ Tyler. I feel like Dwayne keeps pitching like. Like we gotta have a country song. Country, yeah. yeah. Maybe they do. They have like one or two, like yeah. you know, kind of genre genres, benders. Yeah. yeah. So acoustic guitar when they need it. I like it. I like it. I think yeah. And then he's he's also sort of a he's good for the culture where he like he doesn't play a lot of songs, but everyone likes having him around. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's just like that guy. All right. And then uh, Russ Tyler. Hmm. Uh. I mean, if we want to get um, stereotypical, do we need a rapper? I was I was gonna suggest him as maybe a songwriter too, because he's pretty like clever. Mm, yeah, you know, I like that. Yeah, and I could also see him having just like, you know, similar to uh, whoever we said wouldn't like uh, just come out for like one vocal song. I could see him doing that, or even doing like I don't know, like introducing the band. Like oh, the hype man! Yeah, the, I guess. Oh, yeah, he whatever you like, want to call that guy. He could, like if they have a thing to DJ or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe doing like synthesizers along with um, Kenny Wu. Mm. Oh, okay. So MC slash DJ slash hype man. Yeah. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, DJ you, that DJ job, especially if it's like before the band goes on, can be such a such a yeah tough job. Like uh, when I went to see Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. in concert who's notorious for either playing very late like after schedule or not playing at all so they just have this dj there that fills the time uh <laughs> and it has to be like the worst job in the country yeah. like because people hate that dj oh, for no so reason yeah. yeah even if he's good it's not lauren hill <laughs> yeah. so lauren Hill has this reputation how does like how do you notoriously like for someone like lauren hill is like very famous and so is it just like, I'll go on when I want to go on? So yeah. It's, you, or is it like. And it's, it's, so she like will sell out constantly and then not even play. Like she, she, she like backed out of her show in Houston the night before. So we were like, there's no way she's going to play tonight. Mm-hmm. But so she did. I don't she... She's just a diva. I don't know. Like she just <laughs> right. has this, this reputation of not playing or like playing like really short and late shit. Like she played up like a full set, like her, her entire. I mean, she only has one album, but she played basically her entire album. Manager um, pissed. Like, oh, I can't <laughs> I imagine like booking an event for like it must be. How nuts. big was the venue you saw her at? It was uh, Toyota Music Factory, so it's pretty big. Oh yeah, not so, like giant, but you know, a good size. Yeah, mm-hmm. like twenty thousand if you open up all the grass seats. Yeah, yeah. So do you show up like three hours late then? And- <laughs> no, we showed up on time at, and then we just had to wait. Like It was like a <laughs> Tuesday night too and she like didn't go on stage until like 11, wow. midnight maybe. <laughs> did like some of the crowd leave before then? Or? I'm sure they did because they probably didn't expect her to play because you have no idea. Like they don't, up- they don't update you, nothing. It's like, yeah, Lauren Hill's coming at some point, you know, <laughs> like... But yeah, that DJ, I, I felt for her. Like you could tell, she's just like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen. So who's the who's the diva in this Ducks band? Or who's oh, like, good question. Who's causing mm-hmm. like all like the band I, headaches? Charlie it has to be Charlie, right? <laughs> like he's just so moody. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's like any natural conflicts between any of the two Ducks that could spark things. But I think 
we we separate a lot of people i maybe maybe like behind the scenes jesse and banks really get into it over some like disagreements on how to where to take the band yeah but mm. in terms of the actual band i think we've separated everybody pretty well here um unless unless somebody bangs connie oh and then gee yeah yeah and that starts a rift and then, yeah and then Geely, which is like, like our, our story as old as time yeah when it comes to and bands. that i mean if they're touring they're on the road a lot we kind of know that connie isn't all that into gee like she hasn't kissed him <laughs> so and, and gee's like really trying so um yeah there would be plenty of opportunity for connie if she wanted to i think so, um, yeah, maybe that's the behind the music downfall of the yeah. Mighty Ducks. And I mean, you could even have like, maybe there's like a love triangle that forms with like, mm. uh, with Julie the Cat or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. One of the major players in the band, you know, or a couple of them cause some sort of rift. Yeah. yeah. But I think the odds on favorite is Charlie to cause the most trouble just because he's so moody and yeah Emotional. he's he's the most dramatic yeah mm-hmm. like diva like, like flips I think. out if there's no like baloney like rolls the lights in the are wrong or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right um do we need any other adults other than gordon here do we need tibbles or mckay I think tibbles would be good as like their marketing guy oh yeah tibbles is like their pr guy um miss mckay i mean she's their you know tutor still i guess if they're uh <laughs> oh, yeah, depending on how old they are yeah that's true all right Right. I guess she might be a better PR agent, you know, like uh, to have a nice looking, you know, you know, woman who's like, you know, selling the band and Tibbles is like. Maybe she's more like publicist. Oh, yeah. She's the publicist and Tibbles is like the. It's like, hey, we got to show up for the Weedy shoot, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. be on time. Is... He's thinking money all the time. He's the one booking the shoots. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, Is Hans involved at all? Hans and or Jan? Oh, he's fronting everything. And yeah. he, he got all their contracts where it's like he owns 50% of each person. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, Some he, real shady uh, Motown stuff. Yeah. Like, Motown he just, level like, stuff. Yeah, took, yeah he, he has rights to all their songs, too, yeah. and oh, stuff yeah, like that. Sure. Like, he has the rights to the catalog and stuff. All right. I like that a lot. Um, all right. So let's just recap here one more time because there's quite a lot to get through here. So. We start lead guitar, Char- Charlie Conway, rhythm guitar, Fulton, bassist and backing vocals, we have Portman, drums, Julie Gaffney, Lazy, Rody, Greg Goldberg, lead vocals, Terry Hall and Tammy, Duncan, support, man and woman, Jesse Hall and Connie, Moreau, keyboard, Ken Wu, tambourines, Tommy Duncan and Dave Carp. How many tambourine songs do they even have? Do, is this like a one thing, or are they sort of in the background? No, of I all think they're in the background of most of the songs. And Carp also plays the triangle. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just kind of like the random percussion, or it's just like you gotta hit a big gong like once a night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like in uh, Walk Hard, which is like that's like the only role for him once he gets the big old choir. Yeah. All right, and then we have Averman as the banjo slash utility guy. One question though: Do uh-huh. we need somebody to play the didgeridoo? <laughs> I think Averman could do it. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of didgeridoo banjo mashups, <laughs> <laughs> but you can like I'm sure like Fulton can slide over to the uh, banjo if needed. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, Dwayne also. Dwayne, if he's like our acoustic guitarist. Yeah, I think yeah. he could do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot if we have a banjo emergency or something. If 
gets really wild. That's a good name for band, Banjo Emergency. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. only if like it's just like hardcore death metal <laughs> and no banjos. <laughs> All right, so we have Adam Banks as the agent. Sorry, Kevin. I, I was gonna say I, I I feel like we need to like kind of settle on a, a genre. Oh, I mean, I was just thinking like mostly school of rock, like where it's mostly sort of rock, classic rock, mm. but then you throw in some I don't know bluegrass and banjo and some country, um, depending on what's going on, but. Um, I'm trying to think of band, like huge ass like ensemble bands like Bruce Springsteen or or like uh, Polyphonic Spree, a local band. Oh, I'm not familiar with them. Really? They have like 50 members. Like Mother it's Falcon. Insane. Oh yeah. Never heard of either one of those. Polyphonic Spree. It's a good show. It's fun. Okay. Just just they have like they have like a full choir and everything. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know how anybody in that band makes money. <laughs> <laughs> like it's nuts. Yeah, well, they probably don't. So, well, I'm, they're like nationally Are they? known. Yeah, like okay. they were in like Scrubs and stuff. Oh, like that. Yeah. okay. Well, good for them then. Mm-hmm. I was I was down in them when I shouldn't have been. Um, yeah. All right. So I, I think are we good on on yeah my sort of outline of classic yeah. rock with other influences there? Maybe uh, toss in a heavy metal song for Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> toss in a country song for Dwayne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Guy is sort of the posse gopher guy. Uh, Peter Mark, like the shortest guy on the team, is security slash weed. We may need another security guy. Yeah. <laughs> I figure whoever's not playing just kind of like steps in for security. Okay. And he's more like the lead security. He's telling like the security of the venue what to do. Oh, okay. So he's I see. He's like organizing it. So yeah. He's exactly. not. He's Maybe not... he also drives the bus. Oh, Who, yeah. Peter Mark. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I like that. Uh, Luis Mendoza, lead songwriter, the MC slash DJ slash hype man, Russ Tyler, acoustic guitar, Dwayne Robertson, Tibbles is PR, publicist is McKay, Hans has all them all locked in the lifetime contracts that are horrible, um, <laughs> and is probably splitting the profits with Jan as they run their empire. So I think we have it all. I Do think- they call themselves the Mighty Ducks? That's a good question. That is a good question. Maybe like the Mighty Rocks. Mm. Is there some like District 5? Like mm. District Jive? <laughs> <laughs> now they're a disco band. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's I like Banjo it. Emergency. Yeah. Banjo <laughs> Emergency. Well, let, let's. Kevin, can you make like a little uh, graphic for Banjo Emergency? Sure. <laughs> At some point. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say like yeah. three years from now. <laughs> Quackalites, we want to hear your uh, your band names for. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah, we got to crowdsource this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or could they be like the Mighty Ducks featuring Banjo Emergency, or the or the or Banjo Emergency featured featuring the Duckettes, or something like that? Mm. I always like the. I, featuring. I do like those those like the longer names like uh, Lee Fields and the Expressions. And yeah, like that. exactly. So uh, yeah, Quacklights, give us your band name. Um, we have gone the whole half hour here, so. I think we don't even need another quack question. So let's just let you know that you need to go to thequackdeck.com. Go there, contact us. There's also a nice link to the shop there. And at quackdeckpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quackdeckpod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Uh, wanted to give a special th- shout out to Josh, our producer. If you want to be a producer, there's a link in the show notes. 
um, to set up a monthly donation. We appreciate that. That helps keep the old lights on and keep us going here. So we'll have a lot of lot to come, obviously, with this new TV show. So if you want to support us in any way you can, we appreciate it. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Right, Mark. Quick and dick is